All right, welcome back to POV Poetry. We're going to go over the Fire Sermon, which is T.S. Eliot's third section in The Wasteland. The title is derived from the Buddhist teaching of the Fire Sermon, where one must resist temptations and lust. This is a prominent theme throughout the section, as is water and nature. This is why we're going to focus on the role of geography and nature in this section. This section is opened with a sad and ugly picture of nymphs. The, quote, nymphs have, have departed. Nymphs, if you do not know, are highly magical creatures of nature, and their departure represents the loss of magic in nature. They have, quote, left no addresses. This is Eliot's view that this is a permanent loss and that they do not ever intend to return. The pollution that people have caused litter the river with bottles and sandwich papers. This energy throws clear blame on us as a society for mistreating the land. All the while telling this, Eliot is mimicking Spencer's Promethelion. Spencer's work is a wedding song describing a marriage and the relationship between love, nature, and politics. While Spencer's wedding song shows a happy story, Eliot's does not. Spencer's nymphs, who make beautiful flower crowns, are Eliot's departed ones. And the strong love of Spencer's story is contrasted by Eliot's fragile love, as shown in the line saying, as a rattle of bones. This section of the poem also resembles loosely a sonnet. There are 14 lines with strong syllable pattern to start, but crazy in the middle and then strong in the, in the end. This only provides further commentary on the fragility of nature and love and how quickly it is breaking. Over all this, the introduction shows us a picture of the Thames, where the rest of the fire sermon will take place. Next, we follow a rat through the city, described in some similarity to that of a soldier crawling through the trenches. Both the previous sections have some beauty to them. April, the desert, but here there is absolutely none. This could most likely be the worst wasteland, at least in Elliot's eyes. The drinking song A Parliament of Bees is alluded to, providing commentary on the temptations of lust and how easy it is to fulfill those desires without tarnishing your image. This also is an allusion to Sweeney. Sweeney is a jerk, a sleazy jerk, and he takes advantage of these nightingales or prostitutes. This is used to show that we've become cold and callous to the sins of the world and no longer care about the virtue of chastity. Unreal City is mentioned once again, which is an allusion to Baudelaire. This time, it's followed by the line, quote, under the brown fog of a winter noon. Noon is the brightest part of the day, where the sun is at its peak. However, this is eclipsed by brown fog of pollution. This is Eliot commenting on that even during the day, during good things and hope, it's overshadowed by a fog of death and darkness. We're going to follow Mr. Eugenides to the Cannon Street Hotel that is located along the Thames. It is said that this place is a hot spot for homosexuals. This is Eliot's comment on the fruitless nature of this type of lust. And then next we follow a blind and sexually ambiguous clairvoyant 
watching as a loveless joining unfolds. In the city of Bradford, also along the Thames, this, cup this couple's reunion is loveless, and out of no more than lust. The clairvoyant says, well, now that it's done, and I'm glad it's over. She says this because, as all people have, the clairvoyant has become numb. Next, we walk the streets of Thames, Queen Victoria Street and Lower Thames Street. And we see the Magnus Martyr that is often seen for its beauty, but Elliot only sees it as its utility. Elliot then makes a spin-off of yet another poem with nymphs. It is The Rhine Daughters by Wagner. This play is about love and beauty and power, and he uses it to juxtapose what we have done to the Earth's society and culture by destroying it. Then the next part takes us back along the river to Greenwich, the Isle of Dogs, and downstream. All of the places he likes to use are places for the rich and influential that are being destroyed by pollution and their beauty is stolen by the decay of society. A story is loosely representing Queen Elizabeth shows yet another fruitless lust. He begs and petitions for her love, but her feet are at Moore's Gate, he quotes, and her heart is underneath her feet, meaning she keeps her thoughts towards the good of her country. This is making commentary not only on how the power of lust, but also on how their leaders do not have their minds on their people. He wraps up with direct quotes from St. Augustine's Confessions. This takes place on Margate Stands, or Sands, where he wrote the poem and then writes, To Carthage, then I came. Carthage being a great city that fell right out of existence by burning down. The ending even gives me the vibe that T.S. Eliot himself is feeling this numbness, but he's aware of it, and it is something that he fears, and this shows in how he ha has written this section as one of the darkest sections. Where the first two sections focus on the death of society and the death of culture, this one is the death of the land. The fire sermon is about temptations and how we have fallen to them, and specifically how the earth itself has suffered. Next time, we're going to go over section four, which is short but not sweet. And that one's death by water. See you then.